everyone, and welcome to Studio Q. We are having, uh, recording our podcast right now. It's our second one after our Training Your Thinking series. Yep. And right now we are talking about church hurt. I'm joined with Bishop Rick Hawkins and Pastor Dick Bernal. Thank you both for being with us today. Thank you, Josh. Glad to be Josh, here. I like your shirt. You like it? <laughs> yeah. It's not bad. No, it's good. It's plaid. It's plaid. Yep. Yeah. Got Looks good. Got good. good red Good, yeah, not good. too much red, just enough red. <laughs> good tone right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, good tone. I have too much red. You have too much red. Well, That's at least right. we match. Goes with my face. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't get a tan, I just get red. <laughs> Me too. Me too. For those of you who are listening for the first time or you've been listening over the past couple of weeks, we want to encourage you to subscribe to our podcast. All you have to do is click the subscribe button on whatever avenue you're listening or watching on. You can watch us on YouTube, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud. You can even do it on your Android device if you like, but we're excited uh, about today. We're going to discuss Church Hurt. This is episode two in Church Hurt. We start the series this Sunday, August 18th, um, and the last week's podcast was incredible. Pastor Rick, you want to expound on that anymore? Well, I'll tell you what. I enjoyed last week, and I'm thrilled about having my pastor with us today. This this man has been in my life for 13 years, an incredible man of God, Amen you know, that. built one of the most progressive and a prototype as a prototype church mm-hmm. in California, way ahead of their time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we celebrate you today, Pastor Dick, and thank, thank you. you for being with us. Glad to be here. We've been talking about church hurt, and um, you know, Josh, I was thinking after that last broadcast, a lot of people when they get hurt in church, and there's various, of course, diverse reasons for getting hurt, mm-hmm. but. We talked about last week people leaving mm-hmm. because of hurt, because of failed leadership or someone else in the church hurt them. And I was thinking since then, sometimes they don't leave, they just disengage. Mm. So you true. Know? And that is just has a diametric effect on church progress as leaving many times because they sit in the sanctuary. And they're there, but they're not present. Wow. Or they are there and they're not involved. Pastor Dick, you and I have talked about this subject many times. Well, you can't be in the ministry as long as, as we have. You know, I pastored one church for nearly 38 years. Right. Recently retired from that, and now I'm doing the ministry traveling and trying to be a blessing. <laughs> you're preaching so much now. Actually, I'm preaching. You, don't, you don't look retired. I, I know. I'm preaching I mean, more than I used to. You're leaving here and going to Canada. Thank you, Ron preach. and Hope Carpenter, for yeah. <laughs> taking the Jubilee. If I may add, I know we talk a lot about leadership and this and that, but my take on this is people may be coming to church for the wrong reason. Okay. Their number one motivation has to be Christ and the celebration of the resurrection. Okay. Number two is the benefit of fellowship. Okay. But when number two becomes number one, hmm. what am I getting wow. out of this? What am I getting out of my relationship with the pastor or the staff or people in the church? Coming to church because of Christ and God becomes secondary or maybe not even in the top five, even though they might right. argue with you about that. But the reason they're in the church is because of the people and and how they're accepted and if something goes a little sideways i had a lady leave our church for six months and and tell everybody in san jose we were the worst church don't ever visit that (laughs) church because larry lee somebody might remember larry lee he preached for me that sunday we're walking out to the car and she said 
hi, Pastor Dick, hi, Pastor Larry. Neither one of us heard her because we're so engaged in the conversation. Right. And she heard a voice saying, they don't care about you. You're nothing. Mm. You're nothing but a warm body and a tithe wow. and an offering. Wow. And she, she left our church yep. for six months, told everybody, don't ever go to that church. All they care about is your money. All they care about is, all they care about is big preachers. Right. And the Holy Ghost finally got through to her and said this as she was praying about something. They didn't hear you. And she had a vision where she revisited that, that moment. That moment. Mm-hmm. And she saw we didn't hear her. She came back to church with yeah. tears, begging me to forgive her. And, and I stopped her. I said, I didn't even know her name. I said, I said, please get me caught up. What day was that? I said, yeah. oh, yeah, that was about six months ago when Larry was here. Right. Uh, yeah, I remember we're going to the car. And I, I said, I don't remember you. She goes, I know, I know. Wow. And yet she goes, I, I, can't, I couldn't sleep. I, I tried to go to other churches. I couldn't. Right. And here she was tormented with this pain yeah based on and it's amazing a misconception yeah and it's amazing to me that people will actually be offended by you not hearing them or not speaking to them right you know you're in the foyer i do it sometimes here at our church just go and stand in the foyer and talk to people and it's amazing to me how many people are just checking you just to see if you will Right. Yeah. Say hi or shake their hand. You know, they don't really want anything and and they want to be loved, of course. Yeah. But yeah. it's amazing when you don't recognize it or see it or identify it and they get hurt over something that small. To me, I mean, I didn't ever really need to shake my pastor's hand to be a part of a church. But you know, many people do. If you have a wound, Josh, if, if you have a wound and maybe somebody don't see it and they, they say, how are you doing? And they pat you on the back like, oh, whoa, whoa, ouch. Mm. Uh, and that's the way it is with people. Yeah. If there's there's a wound that they haven't allowed the Lord to heal, it's like a bruise. It's like an open sore. And when something, even something insignificant touches it, all of a sudden their response is, hey, ouch, this hurts. Uh, you're, you're, you're bringing more pain into my life. It's, no, I'm trying to hug you. I'm yeah. trying to help you. Yeah. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to re-injure or, or or add, you know, more sorrow to what you're going through. But there's a whole lot of people and, and they should come to church. Church right. church is a, a place for healing and hope and health and, and vision and all that. But they gotta come, number one, I'm coming to church because of God and what he did for me. Yeah. And my Lord Jesus Christ. And and I hope I hope you know, I make friends and, and I hope I fit in, but and I, and if I if I try, I probably will. Uh, that's but, good. But to come to church thinking it's like a country club or it's some kind of a social gathering or it's it's just, you know, a place to make some new friends or, or sell somebody a house because I mean, I had a, I had a lady leave my church and she was a real estate agent and she wrote me a letter. She goes, not one person in your church would give me a listing. Wow. It's like. So she left the church. She left the church mad because she was working people. To, you know, and it's like, that's your reason for coming to church wow. is to pick up clients. My love, my God. So you wouldn't want to read the letter I sent back to her. <laughs> I can imagine. Is yeah. it, you, you brought up something at the beginning of your statement when you, when you started dialogue in there that number one, we should be going to church for Christ. Right. That should be the number one and number two for fellowship and everybody, people have kind of maybe changed their priorities. It seems to me in our culture, church culture nowadays, that that is the priority, right? 
that I'm going there for what I can get out of this, right. whether it is relationships or not. And I think that selfish focus has created a higher uh, magnitude. Is, I don't mm-hmm. know if that's the right word for that or not, for quote-unquote church hurt. Yep. And to me, church hurt is just such a crutch for people. I don't mean to be that harsh in saying that, but I, maybe I do. I, you know, I, <laughs> you uh, do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like people, people use it. People use it. You know, yeah. I have, you know, my family, my immediate family, my extended family, my church family, they are exactly that family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, family can have the biggest struggles and trials and disagreements. and the, But the, they're still family. Yeah, at the end of the day, they're still family. And nowadays, it seems like that kind of goes away, that idea. Mm-hmm. is it? Do you think that's a result of the family unit as a whole? Well, I, I think you guys are on something very that's very pertinent, and that is this consumer mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're not part of a family to consume. You're part of a family to participate. Mm-hmm. That's what makes a family healthy. Mm-hmm. And um, when you, as I started this out with, when you are hurt and you disengage, you slow the progress of everything down. Not everything. only your own health, but the health of the church, the health of the family, yeah. or whatever institution that may be. So, yeah, the, this whole selfish mentality comes into play. You know, I'm here to see what I can get out of this, right. not what I can put into it. And when that happens, you're setting yourself up for some type of offense that's coming down the, the pike. For sure. you know, it's amazing how many people will leave a church because somebody in their family or friend got sideways and left the church. I was just church. thinking that. And all of a sudden, they take they take all their friends with them. I've, right. had, I've had small groups just disappear because one person got into it with somebody, a leader or whatever, and the, so the whole small group leaves, yeah. and yet they were happy with the church. They were happy with, with me, and... Then you find out later they're all scattered. Now they're fighting with each other. Yep. And most of them not going to church. What do you call that? A shared offense? What yeah, is shared that? Offense, when yeah. you're carrying someone else's offense. Right, right. It's, it's, like the, it's like the old joke where Peggy tells Mary, Mary, will you be my best friend? She goes, oh, I thought Ann was your best friend. She goes, no, I hate Ann. Would you help me hate her together? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. In other words, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to be my best friend, you got to hate her as much as I do. I don't even know Ann, but to be, you know. So it's, it's. I mean, I've had, That's in 38 truth. years, That's I've had. such a true joke, but it's the truth. It is yeah. the truth, yeah. One lady sat in the back row, would never, would never, and wrote me a letter that you, the most unfriendly church I've ever been to. Uh, nobody ever, nobody ever, nobody ever. And I didn't know who she was. And finally, one of the ushers said, I think that's the woman that she would come like at the end of worship and leave before the altar call and sit by herself. Well, the Bible says to have friends, you have to show, show yourself. yourself friendly, yeah. I mean, you have to at least make an effort. Yeah. It's like she expected the Holy Spirit to tell us everything she's going through mm-hmm. and then surround her with love and care, which we would have been glad it's to all, attempt. It's always tedious because some people want to shake hands and be hugged and be loved on, and then you got other people that come to church and they don't want to be touched yeah. when you say join hands and pray right. it's like a nightmare to them they're like oh right, right. germaphobic i guess i don't know <laughs> but they're like i don't want to i don't want to be touched and i don't want to be hugged and so it's always this balance of yeah. trying to find out what do you really want and um yeah that's that creates a dynamic that's i got a, i got an email from somebody i don't know about a guy i hired in 1988 it wasn't a good hire. I wrote a book. 
what do you do when Lucifer, Jezebel, or Jonah join your team, your church? Mm, and, such, and that book, that's such a wild that book title. comes out of pretty much this this lawsuit I went through and hundreds of people leaving, and right. and because I I hired a guy who who was I mean his resume was perfect, perfect. He was and he was funny and I enjoyed him, but he he unfortunately he had an appetite for young boys. And I got sued for $50 million. I was at the 11 o'clock wow. news, 6 o'clock news, front page of the paper. This went on for years, years. Mm. And it was, uh, I got shingles. It was a nightmare. I mean, I had oral, I had oral, Lester Summerall, Kenneth Hagin, lay hands on me. Praying over Dr. Here. Cho, because I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm, you know, I'm the one. I'm I'm hurt. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. bouncing. <laughs> church hurt. Church hurt. I had church hurt. Yeah. But we got through it by God's grace. Yeah. Just last week, I got this thing cursing me to hell i can't wait i'm going to be standing next to jesus when he sends you to hell for hiring you were telling me about for hiring this i'm thinking 30 years later this was 31 years ago Mm. the guy went to prison for 19 years uh wait i think he did 10 now that's carrying an offense and it's like my god girl get over it we got over it and you know i didn't i didn't hire him to hurt people Mm -hmm. are you kidding me i mean it, it hurt us I mean, it hurt us bad for years. I mean, we recovered by God's grace, but it's like you're going to carry this this injury, this hurt. Yeah. And I don't even think one of her sons was one violated. I don't. She was a friend of a friend of a friend, I guess. And I didn't even know how to answer her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I didn't. <laughs> Good for you. You know, a lot of people. There's a difference in being in the room and being connected, right? Mm-hmm. And so. I've watched friends in church where one person leaves, the other one stays, mm-hmm. and they're mad at each other. Yeah, And it's because in the separation, they were so connected that it was a tear instead of a walk away, right? And I think many times people are torn in their soul because yeah. their relationship was so intimate with people. And we know that dynamic because the expectations are higher and I expected more of you. You were my best friend. And and I see that a lot as well. And I want to encourage people today that hear this podcast. Listen, number one, be careful you're not carrying someone else's offense, right? And then number two, realize that life goes on. The landscape of life changes with seasons. It changes periodically. But Jesus is still Lord. Relationships change. But don't let what you cannot change change Mm. you. You remain steadfast in your love for Christ. And remember, if the Bible says love your enemies, absolutely we should continue to love our friends, even though we're in a disagreement. By this shall all men know Mm -hmm. that you are my disciples, by your love for one another. So last question, Pastor Dick. Can... How does that dynamic op? What's that picture look like? Someone leaves, and you know I've seen pastors tell people they left the church. Don't fellowship with them. To me, that's kind of a cultic, yeah, yeah. mindset. How do yeah. you balance that, Pastor? You know, if I may, before I do my best to to address that, a psychiatrist. I was reading after this. I did a series on renewing the mind, and I was reading a lot of uh, secular and spiritual books. Psychiatrist said. An injury mm-hmm. cuts a groove five times deeper in your psyche than something which brings you pleasure. So it takes wow. five times the effort to get over it wow. than it would to remember something that brought 
endorphins and good feelings because wow. it, it cuts it, that deep. It cuts that deep. Something traumatic, something that's injured your soul. Your soul right. cuts five times deeper. That's and, why David said, "Restore my soul." Exactly. Exactly. You know, Jesus left. He talked about the, leaving the ninety-nine to go after the one. Mm-hmm. And and I've done that. I've had people leave. Now, if somebody leaves my church because they're going to another church and they're happy, mm-hmm. I'm happy for them. Sure. But if somebody leaves mad, but they don't have, or angry, but they don't really have the, the full picture, I do my best to, hey, let's do lunch. Let's talk about this. Right. Talk, talk to me. Why, why aren't you coming to church? Well, and then, and many times I've brought enough clarity to the situation where they, you know, and, and, and there, there are times, I mean, look at... Uh, look look at Jesus' staff. You know, they're shooing people away. They're being mm-hmm. rude to people. True. I mean, we all we've all had. In fact, in fact, my my head elder said, Pastor, do you know most people that leave our church still love you, mm-hmm. but they hate your they hate your, you know, your whatever right, guy right. or th- this usher. This usher was rude to this guy's wife, and they're leaving, but they love you. So it's it's frustrating. So you try to correct the usher. You try to correct the staff person. Hey, man, we're in the business of you know. Yeah. Come on, lighten Loving up a little bit. Other, yeah. You know, you're not my bodyguard. I don't need. I don't need. You know, watchdogs, what have you. So it's, it's, it's instead of just ignoring them and say, well, you know, it's, it's, it's good to try to go after people and make sure if they're leaving, they're leaving blessed. Mm-hmm. Let me pray over you. Mm-hmm. Let me release you, because don't leave hurt. You don't have to well, leave. Well, here's the hurt. problem with marriages: leaving a church, leaving a marriage, leaving yeah. a business. If you're angry. And you're hurt. You're going to enter your next relationship, mm-hmm. your next Angry marriage, carrying that mm-hmm. luggage with you. You're going to carry that baggage, and it's going to be even easier for you to get offended because you're already touchy. Mm-hmm. Because so you're when not pastors healed. say leave right, what they're leave really right. saying yeah. is leave healed. Leave don't healed. leave. Yeah. Don't Let's leave talk. in anger and pain. Leave and, and healed. Church people sometimes are embarrassed because they don't want to hurt the pastor's feeling. Or the pastor's wife, and so they just leave. Right, and then like, where is so and so? I haven't seen them for a month. Well, they're going mm. to this other church. Like, really? Why? Yeah. And then we 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 lay awake at night. Did I say something? Did I do something? So it's church people need to sit down with leadership and say, you know, and then let leadership do their best to reconcile, or or if not, let me lay hands on. Let me bless you, and I'm believing your best is yet to come, and and. And then it's then it's, it's all. I run into people. I've had twenty two thousand members mm-hmm. at one time. Mm-hmm. I run into people all over the Bay Area. Saved, baptized, Holy Ghost baptized, healed, mm-hmm. uh, dedicated their kids, but left Jubilee. Yeah. But they're in another church and they're happy, and I'm yeah. happy for them. That's awesome. I'm happy for them. That's the way we should be. That's right? the way it should be. That's kingdom. One more thought, and I keep saying that right. I'm the preacher that doesn't have. <laughs> and, in closing. and in closing. And in closing. But I think we're on a good roll here, and I just you're making my mind open up and think through some things this is never addressed i take it personal help me with this pastor dick i take it personal when people leave my church Mm -hmm. all pastors do and and it hurts it hurts bad because many times you don't know why they left and they won't tell you Mm -hmm. right and you lay in bed and you think if i could have just had an opportunity to talk communication can heal so much and you don't get that chance. Right. And then you find out later they were mad because of whatever. But I think we need to turn the picture around just for a moment and look at the pastor. He pours his life into these people every week, all day, every day. That's his thoughts. 
It's his heartbeat. He preaches to them to encourage them. He, he prophesies to them that they have a great future. He fasts for the congregation. And it's so it seems to me mm-hmm. that it's so easy for people to just get up and walk away. Right. And it crushes, well, for me, I think I take it too personal sometimes. I know some guys, they're like, yeah, they, they, they left, and it's, they act like it's no big deal. And I don't know, why is that? Why, why? Well, it's, it's loving people and caring for people and knowing, knowing that their future may not be all that, all that bright because they're taking, they're taking something with them that they're probably not going to get healed of. They're going to suppress mm. it. But look at it this way. I had a pastor talk to me who just, I lost, you know, a church split. I said, yeah, what would you say to pastors? I said, pastor, I said, uh, God had a church split. He's the first one. He lost a third of his congregation. Mm. Wow. And yes, it bothered him. I said, Jesus preached to tens of thousands of people one sermon. You must drink my blood and eat my flesh. Everybody left. And the 12 looked at him like, uh, we're thinking about leaving. Mm. And John, but Peter said, but we don't know where to go because you have the words of life. And it didn't seem to bother Jesus because he's just, he just moved on mm-hmm. because he was preaching the truth. Yeah. He, of course, he was, he was speaking in in, in symbolism, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, but they took it literally being Jews. We have right. to drink your blood and eat your flesh. We're out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we like your free lunch. We like watching the miracles, but we don't like your doctrine. We're out of here. Mm-hmm. And so as long as we're doing and preaching the truth to the best of our ability and people leave, then we really can't take it personally because, because they're really leaving the anointing or they're leaving the presence of God. And I'm, I'm, I'm convinced, Pastor Rick, Bishop, I'm convinced. God sends people to certain churches for divine appointments. Okay. And, and when, when people leave, a lot of them are going to miss something mm-hmm. that they would have got only at mm-hmm. that church. Be it wow. you're quest. Helping me. You're helping me. Be it quest. And, yeah. the, and the, so the devil, you got to, you got to remember the devil's out there and the devil's going to do, the devil's going to do his best to move people away from destiny and purpose. And if they're, if they're destiny and purpose, maybe, maybe they're going to go to quest for one year, but mm-hmm. their life's going to be changed that year. Or maybe it's, they're going to be there 30 Great years. Great perspective, Pastor Dick. And so, he, so the devil is never going to let up on mm-hmm. trying to get them maybe to a good church down the street, mm-hmm. but it's not their church. Wow. It's not their it's not their sphere of anointing where heaven's going to open yeah. and there's going to be revelation and and direction and purpose. But yeah. that, because it was already assigned, predestined, it was assigned. It was going to go down that way. Yeah. Well, Josh, I would I would say just in closing, you know, to pastors out there, we must all remember that it is you know remember the argument between Moses and God mm-hmm. when the people was acting crazy. Moses would tell God, "Your people." Mm-hmm. And then when God would speak to Moses to move the people, he'd say, get your people and move them. And sometimes I think pastors take too much ownership, yeah. and you we have to remember they're God's people to begin with. Church hurt hurts the church, like you said, wow. to start it. Yeah. it. When people disengage, it it hurts the progress of the whole. Yeah. Every, every single piece, and I think every aspect of that was covered in this dialogue today. Good and dialogue. I think somebody could be helped from it. We thank all of you for listening. We we love you and we're praying for you. We pray you subscribe to our podcast. Mm-hmm. And from Studio Q, thanks for joining us.